Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing Anchor.fm, the fabulous platform through which you can post your podcast to all the major platforms. Anchor has an amazing mobile app as well for any device that is just simply astounding. You can make your podcast on any subject, and I do mean any subject, very easily with Anchor.fm. Check it out, peeps. The opportunities are limitless. Also, if you want to check out more about our podcast, you can go to facebook.com slash checkitroundtable or instagram.com at slash onacar. Again, that's facebook.com slash checkitroundtable and instagram.com slash O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R. If you want to support our podcast, you certainly can through PayPal. The email address for that is rosesoutofthesnow at gmail.com. That is R-O-S-E-S-O-U-T-O-F-T-H-E-S-N-O-W at gmail.com. Or through Venmo at Anacar. That is uppercase O-N-N-A, uppercase C-A-R-R. Again, that is uppercase O-N-N-A, uppercase C-A-R-R. You can also drop us a line on some new suggestions for materials at checkitroundtable at gmail.com. That is checkitroundtable at gmail.com. Thanks, peeps. Bye. Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today we are discussing Love by Chance 2, Episode 6. I am really liking this series. I mean, I really liked the first series, too, so I'm just going to put that here. Now, I did not like all the stuff with, I think his name's... I don't remember, the roommate of A, but anyway, we're not going to go there. But I'm just saying, I really liked most of Love by Chance, and I'm really liking Love by Chance, too. I mean, like, it's up there in one of my personal favorite for BL movies, which I really don't like most. So this is, I'm really saying, I'm really liking this series. This episode was about Tin and Can, and also about A. And the thing I really liked about this episode is it basically comes and it opens with Tin, he's finally met someone who he feels okay telling his life really sucks with Can, and who he knows isn't going to just run away screaming, which I think is a big fear for Tin. I mean, I'm not trying to be bad here, but I think Tin has major insecurity issues, and that's really quite obvious. But I, I really like how Can, he doesn't know what to do, so he's just sitting there going, it's okay. Kind of like when Sheldon offers someone a hot beverage. I mean, that's kind of Can in a nutshell. And so Can just kind of sits there with him, tells him that if he could, he'd punch um, Tin's brother for him. And, you know, that siblings should just be there for one another, not be trying to, you know, tear each other down like um, Tin's older brother tried to hurt him really bad um, with his defamation of character, basically. But um, then it proceeds, and um, Tin is offers to take Ken to his house to go watch a movie because Ken's feeling bad that he did not get to go get a movie ticket from, I think it's Techno. But anyway, so um, Tin takes him over for a movie. He also meets Tin's nephew, who is the son of Tin's older brother. They have a little discussion, and then I really like how Ken even though he is definitely not the sharpest tool in the shed, has these moments of brilliance that you're going, you know, I'm sure he didn't think this one through, but it's perfect. Because 
Tin's sitting on one side of the sofa, Ken's sitting on the other side, the kids between them, and everybody's kind of in their own little world. But then Ken goes and gets a huge bucket of popcorn, and that really just brings them all together because they're all sharing the popcorn, and they're interacting with each other. I'm going, that's perfect. And then it ends up that Ken and um, the nephew fall asleep, Tin covers them with a blanket, and then they have a um, little romantic moment by the ocean or whatever. I think it might be, I'm not sure. I'm really not very familiar with Thailand, so it's a body of water. Okay, there we go. But um, I also really like this episode because it really helped deal with A and what he's going through, and he kind of is making the turnaround here. And A is like one of the coolest characters in all of film, and I'm not just talking about BL film, okay? I'm really not. I really like A, both in Love by Chance Season 1 and Love by Chance 2, which I guess is basically Season 2, but we're not going to probably be calling it that. But the thing I like about A is A rarely thinks about A. A is just there trying to care for people, and this season's hard for him because the people that he cares for, he no longer can care for, and he doesn't know what to do. I mean, he's sitting there kind of just reeling from the loss of Pete, who was basically, I don't mean it weird, but his entire world. And, you know, before Pete, he did have a world. He had football. He had friends. He was taking care of family, that kind of thing. But, you know, with Pete gone and that loss that he's dealing with with Pete, he's just trying to function. And it is hard for um, A. And, you know, I don't think that's just something that, you know, I even if it wasn't A, it would have been hard. But Especially for A, where his focus is mainly on care, care, care. And I don't mean it weird, but that's really weird in a guy character. And I think that's one of the reasons I like him so much as a character is throughout Love by Chance and throughout Love by Chance 2, the main thing that's in A's brain is care. And, you know, with Love by Chance 2, he doesn't have the person that he cares about. And he's trying to figure out how to navigate the world without that lens. And I think that's really hard for him to deal with. I love the t-shirt he wears in this episode that says 365 days, 365 chances. And that kind of sums up A's twist in his mind that he kind of takes a corner here and he's going, I have 365 days, I have 365 chances. This might not be the 365 days I've been planning on, but these are the 365 days I've got, and these are the 365 chances I've got. Anyway, I think that's what I like best about A, because most of the people in the world do not approach life that way. They approach life as they wake up, they go get their coffee, they function, then they go to bed at night after their work. That's their lives. And, you know, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. But the thing I think that's so cool about A is, yeah, in this season, A completely dive bombs. Pete's gone. He goes and drinks. He goes and, you know, screws up his life for a little bit. But then his friends pull him out and go, you know, this isn't you, A. This is, you know, what you're doing right now to try to mask the pain and bandage it over. And that's not what Pete would want you to do. And there's this really poignant scene with Can and A, and they're sitting on the soccer field. And Can is trying to deal with the fact that he's starting to like Tin. And, you know, Can's liking Tin for very interesting reasons. I mean, it's not because Tin has money. It's not because Tin does well in school. It's mainly because Tin doesn't have anyone else to care for him, and Can's going 
basically, I can care for him. And I know that's a really weird way to think about relationships, but I really think that's what Ken's thinking. And he doesn't know how to deal with his emotions because he's never had emotions in this perimeter before. So he's just trying to figure out all that. And he's sitting there on the field, and he's talking to A. And the thing he's looking at with A is he's going, I don't want to end up like A, who, you know, invested all this time into this relationship. I think A and Pete were together for about a year at this point when they broke up. But anyway, and it's not because they were together for a year, but Ken's looking at going, I don't want to end up like A's ended up. I mean, you know, and who can really blame Ken? I mean, Ken might not be the sharpest tool, but again, he's asking good questions. He's like, you know, if this could all end in a total, you know, dive bomb, I don't want to go through what A is going through right now, because if that's what it's going to end up like, I don't want that. And I'm going, you know, finally, Ken's making some logical, linear, you know, connections. And he he's talking to A on the football field, and he says, what is love, A? I mean, what is it? Because, you know, I've never been in this. I don't even know what love is, so how am I supposed to make decisions on something that I really don't even know? And A sits there, and he goes, you know I don't know what love is for other people because I'm not other people. But for me, when I think about love, I think about Pete. That's what love is for me. Love is that person who I care about more than, you know, the world, more than life itself. That is what love is for me. And I think that really kind of helps Can. And I also think Pete having the ability to sit down and answer that question also gave him a bit of peace. Um, in the midst of this struggle, in the midst of the battle that he's facing, that, you know, it really doesn't have, you know, it's not like he can really change that battle because Pete's made the decision to move, you know, to another country to give A the chance to finish his degree and not go to jail and et cetera. And, you know, I honor Pete for that decision, but I also don't think it was something that he should have just made on his own. I mean, I don't mean it because he had Pete and it and you know Pete and A were you know a couple and they should make those decisions together with input from both sides. But you know this isn't a psychology class. We're not going to go into the rudimentariness of relationships. But I'm just pointing out, you know, it should be a fifty-fifty decision on that deal. But I really like that scene because it really solidifies how A thinks and. I think that's why he's a really cool individual in film. I mean, I'm not really into, I think, whoever plays him is named Perth, and he's like kind of a rock star over in Thailand. I'm not really into rock stars. That's not why I like the um, actor. I mainly like the actor in the show because of the character he plays. I also have seen clips of him in the Until We Meet Again series, which I haven't seen, but I'm definitely doing a podcast series on because it looks totally awesome and is like the most interesting view on reincarnation I have ever seen and I've watched a ton of Bollywoods people but I'm just telling you this is really cool you got to check it out but anyway we're going to be doing a podcast on that once we're done with this series and a couple others that we need to finish up because finishing things is a good trait and I'm having trouble with that right now so we're going to finish these up but I'm sorry digression the thing is is I I, I know I keep repeating myself but the guy who plays A, Perth, he tends to play like in the Love by Chance series and then also the Until We Meet Again series, very kind of interesting characters. Even like the bit part he is in the Until We Meet Again, you're going, they make you do a double take because they don't react to things 
the way that you'd normally expect. And that, I think, is kind of interesting. I like it when people, you know, like in um, the Kinnear and Knightley version of Pride and Prejudice, when at the end of that scene, if you, or the end of that film, if you've ever seen it, when uh, Mr. Bingley comes and opens the door to um, the Bennett's um, parlor, and everyone turns around one way, but Mrs. Bennett turns around the other way, I love it when people do that kind of thing, when they look around differently at the world than you would expect, and in a different way that is super cool. And that's why I like Abe. Again, I'm not very familiar with Perth. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I'm sorry. It's rather long, and I'm not good at pronouncing um, long names. I'm not really good at pronouncing short names either. I'm just not really good at pronouncing. But anyway, I really like... Um, a in this series. I liked him a lot better in the um, Love by Chance 1 because he was more in his skin and things were working out well for him. And you know, none of us do well when things aren't working out well. I mean, some of us do better than others, I'll be the first to admit. But you know, everybody has moments when it's a dive bomb and it might not even be a dive bomb that you made. It just happens to be a dive bomb and you have to figure it all out. And that takes time, whether you're, you know, 18 to 19 years old or whether you're, you know, 52 or 75. And you know what? You think you get better as you age. But the thing I realize, I mean, I'm not that old, but I'm just saying, I've watched people. It really doesn't get easier. It's like the one thing I've learned is that no matter what age you are, even if it's the same thing, it's hard to react differently because it doesn't seem like the same thing. I know that sounds kind of weird, but anyway, a little very long digression here, but I'm just telling you, I really liked episode six of Love by Chance 2. I would definitely recommend it. I'd also recommend you head on over to the app store and buy yourself the monthly membership to Vicky Rukatan, because people, I'm not getting paid for sponsorship here. I wish I was, truly. But it is like the coolest Asian drama app you could possibly imagine. And if you like Thai drama, if you like Chinese drama, if you like Japanese drama, if you like K-dramas, you should just head on over, buy yourself a membership. It's less than a dinner out, folks. I mean, I was going to do a DoorDash this last week, and I was like, with the $5 off coupon, it was still 10 bucks. I'm going, my Vicky Rukaton is the same as this DoorDash. I'm not doing that. But little side note, I'm just saying, you could get this no problem, and it's awesome. I mean, it's totally, totally cool. So head on over to Vicky Rukatan. They're releasing it once a week, a new episode. I really wish we could just have all of them so we don't have to wait because impatience is a real problem for me when it comes to good drama, and waiting one whole week for another episode is just really, really hard. Again, I wouldn't recommend this series for kids just because of some of the content that's mentioned. And also, you know, in the previous episodes, I think I mentioned the football, basically coach slash advisor is having some issues with his relationships. And those go into a little too much detail for my kid-friendly radar. So I'm just saying I wouldn't watch this series with kids. Now, if you have a kid that's like 14, 15 years old, they probably already heard all that before at school, and you could definitely sit down and watch this with them. And again, it's not like you have any, you know, inappropriate scenes to fast forward through. There's just some language choices that I just wouldn't have used. I mean, that's just me. But, you know, I really still like the series mainly because A's in it, and A's awesome. Even when he fails, he gets back up because 365 days, 365 chances. And with that, Anna out. Check it at the round table. Bye!